Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. I am Heather, the founder, the CEO, the person behind Relationship Rescue. Um, And today we are going to talk about the ego. And I think it's, it's, it's actually something that I've not really touched on in depth in, I think this is um, episode number 94, um, in all of these podcasts. And I want to talk a little bit m- more about the ego so you can understand where your um, automatic negative thoughts are coming from and how this works. Um, because the ego really, it, 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 it thinks it's protecting us. And the ego isn't, you know, um, remember I have three grown children, so like I watched every Disney movie there is. <laughs> so many times. But, you know, in Beauty and the Beast, Gaston is looking at himself in the mirror and like, oh, I'm so beautiful, I'm so handsome, and I'm so this. Well, okay, so people think that's, the you know, the ego. Well, that's pretty much is a part of grandiosity, grandiose... Uh, narcissism kind of but and yes the ego is behind that but what the ego is really beyond is is about is your limiting beliefs it's about protecting you because of the limiting beliefs that you adopted about yourself in childhood okay see we establish our erroneous our self-limiting beliefs during childhood um in an attempt, and I need you to understand this, to protect ourselves from rejection, abandonment, and even death. And um, so what that means is that as you're, as you're growing up and all of these things are happening around you, there's a continuum of events. Um, abusive, dysfunctional, you know, um, a parent keeps coming in and out of your life, abandoning you over and over again. You know, the name calling, the bullying, whatever is going on in your life. Um, you have an unemotionally attached parent. You can't attach to anybody. All of these things. Well, as a child, your main thing is to not be rejected, abandoned, or even die. So what you'll do is while these things are happening to you and you're getting proof that all of these things around you, you know, are true, must be true because you're getting, you know, bad shit's happening (laughs) continuously, right? Um, And again, it doesn't have to be massive abuse. It's, it's, you know, the enmeshment, the, the... parents that that fight all the time the dad that never comes home the mom that never comes home there's just so many different things of childhood trauma and I've talked about that before so many times but anyways um you start seeing proof that who you are is not okay you start seeing proof that you can't trust other people but yet wait a minute I have to I'm a child I have to protect myself I have to make sure I'm not abandoned or rejected so what am I going to do to do that? Well, since it's obvious that who I, it's my, I'm the problem because who I am is not okay because otherwise my parents wouldn't be doing these things or, or they would love me and they would give me hugs. They wouldn't tell me I'm a piece of garbage or they wouldn't walk out the door on me. They wouldn't abandon me, would they? No. So what, what do I need to do? Um, because obviously who I am is not okay. So stop right there. That is the belief you pull in. Who I am is not okay. I am not good enough. Those are the universal beliefs. Okay? So, 
And the proof is around you. Remember, you're seeing who you are is not okay. And you are not good enough. Why? Because people are fighting. Shit's happening. Storms are going off everywhere. Lightning's coming in. Thunder. Blah. Everywhere. Now, what I want you to see under now understand is that you will then do anything to not feel rejected, abandoned, you know, or you're going to die because you're a child. You need these people to take care of you. So that's when you will start doing the people pleasing. This is when the enmeshment happens, right? You, the codependency starts. Um, this is when you start holding it all in. You don't want to be seen um, or heard, but you're being basically being told that, but fear of a repercussion, fear of pushback, fear of punishment. So, um, what happens then is these false beliefs keep us limited in pain most of our lives. And it's those beliefs that create massive dysfunction in our lives because we're making choices based on those beliefs because those beliefs, once we're triggered, Activate the ego. The ego starts sending us automatic negative thoughts. We have an emotion and we react from that emotion. So um, a lot of the ego feelings are, okay, this is, this is the way we feel, which is, you know, stupid, unworthy, unlovable, vengeful, wrong, shame, judgmental, lonely, incompetent, indifferent, greedy, guilty, hateful, helpless, despairing, d dead, defensive, confused, um, Anxious, for sure, regretful, rageful, powerless, blaming, bored, alone, ambivalent. Bored, people are always like, what do you mean bored? Oh, God, please. You know what? There are so many people that boredom, um, it's almost like, have you met anybody that is toxic and they... Um, they have to constantly be doing something. They're, they're, somebody has to be doing something for them. The days needs to be filled with partying, fun, all of those things. It's just they can't. They there's such a strong self hate within them, um, and they can't concentrate for very long on things. I, I'll go into that a different day because it's actually fascinating what happens with people that if in their brain when boredom is a big part of their trauma response. So anyways, now out of all those feelings creates what? Well, a lot of addictions, coping mechanisms, the drinking, the drugs, the alcohol, the overspending, the overshopping, all of it. Why? It's basically um, the ego convinces us, but really the brain believes based on what the ego is saying because, you know, we're curing that feeling. We're curing the symptom of the belief. Remember, the feelings of the ego are fearful, fragile, hopeless, judgmental, jealous, hateful, depressed, envious, scared. You know, you feel unworthy. You feel unlovable. You feel not good enough. Who you are is not okay, right? So now that is the root problem. The, 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 this, these are the, where the root problems are in this belief system that makes us feel this way, which is basically I'm not good enough. Who I am is not okay. I'm not smart. I'm not all of these things. Now, when, when we feel these feelings, okay, the anxiety, the fear, all this, these feelings I just described, what happens is 
the brain says, um, oh my God, okay, well, you know what? Last time, um, Heather, you took a drink. Last time, Heather, you took a drug. Last time, Heather, you went shopping. Last time, you overate. Last time, so you fill in the blank for yourself. And that worked. All of a sudden, oh my God, the anxiety was gone. You didn't feel angry. You didn't feel this. You didn't feel that. So let's do that again. Let's do it again. Now you've created a neural pathway. And you are now getting entrenched in your coping mechanism. Because the brain, every time you feel the anxiety, every time the fear creeps up, the sadness, the anger, whatever, I'm going to go, Heather, go have a drink. Go have this. Go have that. And But you're never getting to the root of the problem, which are the beliefs that you said, yeah, okay, um, I'm not good enough. All of those things, remember, from childhood, basically trying to do anything not to feel rejected, all of it um, abandoned. And so you know, oh, well, I must not be okay. I'm not good enough. Otherwise, my parents wouldn't do this, right? So now let me give you some a list of, you know, um, some common false beliefs, right? So this is these are big ones I see a lot. So I cannot make myself happy from within myself. Other people activities, substances are responsible for making me happy or unhappy. I am powerless over how I feel. I am a victim, right? Now, victim is a big word because we are all victims of something, right? Of some sort of um, crap that happened to us. But here's the thing. A victim either becomes a person that no longer wants to be a victim and then maybe becomes a rescuer, right? Or um, or they stay in the victim. And what does the staying in the victimhood mean? Toxic person, narcissist, right? Now, but the people that wear the victimhood on the sleeve and they are the victim, those are the most unhealthy, toxic toxic people and there's a huge difference between an unhealthy person and a toxic person a toxic the narcissist will not look within nor do they care to okay so um then we also get believe in the other people's feelings are more important than mine i'm responsible for other people's feelings when others feel hurt disappointed or upset i've done something wrong I'm wrong. It's my fault. I deserve the guilt I feel. I'm selfish if I'm not self-sacrificing. Now think about how that played out in your childhood. What did you, who's, you know, were you um, having to self, to soothe your parents? Were you having to soothe your mother or your father? Or were you the parent to them? Were you the, the spouse to them? You know, this is all enmeshment here, okay? Um, I can't handle pain. The pain will be unending. I will die or go crazy if I'm in pain. To feel pain is to be weak. Okay, again, all different beliefs we end up taking in and we act uh, based off of these beliefs. I can control what others think about me, feel about me, how they treat me. Um, I can make them love me or accept me. Um and I think, you know, one of the things is that we feel we can make people love us through um, anger, righteousness, criticism, um, 
basically that's called control. If, you know, a rescuer, a codependent will persecute the person they're rescuing if the the victim is not um, thankful or listening to the rescuer's advice or help, right? So remember that goes back to that drama triangle where we have three players on one board. We have the victim, the persecutor, and we have the rescuer. So basically there's always a victim and there's always a rescuer and each of them move around the board and somebody always ends up being the persecutor. But the main goal is to get back to your habitual role of either the rescuer or the victim. And they persecute the hell out of each other, right? But the rescuer is usually the codependent and is the codependent. Um, and the victim is either the narcissist or a codependent with severe narcissistic tendencies, which would be more on the narcissistic side of codependency. Um, so another one, resisting others' control is more important than anything else. I can preserve my freedom, integrity, self-esteem. And that is um, also, you know, uh, it can be a codependent, it can be a narcissist, it can be you know, it's more of a codependent who acts out, but at the end of the day, the codependent um, that is is not an um, externalizer, more of an internalizer, that's not important to them. But where this comes from is resisting the control of other people is just basically um, a lot of these people in childhood were massively controlled every single thing they did their parents, you know, were on them and they were never good enough. They were never, meaning they could do the best, they, good, great grades, but they were still never good enough, right? It was just, or again, they were in a situation that life was out of control and um, they resist getting close to anybody. They don't trust in life or people. Um, taking care of myself and making myself happy is selfish and self-centered and therefore wrong. A loving person takes care of others' needs and puts one's own aside, right? So what does that mean? That basically means is that um, as a child, you learn that everybody's needs are more important than yours. Bottom line, right? So um, you have to understand that you are responsible for healing, right? You are responsible to say that I am worthy. I deserve the best. I am lovable. <laughs> Who I am is better than okay. I am perfect. And you are. I'm perfect in my imperfections. What are my imperfections? I'll tell you what the, my imperfections are. They're the same as yours. Having beliefs that do not, are not in alignment with who we really are. That creates our imperfections. Because if you would believe that you are perfect, because you are, God created you in perfection. And life taught you something else. So our imperfection comes from 
the beliefs that we have about who we are. If you look in the mirror, what do you see? What do you see? Who do you see? Do you, do you criticize yourself all the time? Do you, that's that, that inner critic voice, right? The parent, most of the time, the inner critic voice is the parent. What are you saying to yourself? What do you see flaws everywhere? That comes from beliefs about you have, you have about yourself and a lot of, and there, you know, and there are beliefs that happen, um, that we, we, we accept and put it in the subconscious mind. Um, obviously most of it does come from the family tribe, but there's also, you know, the things we see on social media, the, um, you know, and, and as children, we spend a lot of time outside the home. If you are bullied, oh boy. It, you know, some of the people that have the hardest time in life are the ones that are, um, came from a really dysfunctional, abusive home and were bullied at school. That's a double whammy, right? So, so their voices, their inner critic is on fire, incessantly telling them how bad they are. So what happens is, that, you know, we're systematically taught as children to believe we are responsible for the feelings of others. And therefore, what? That others are responsible for our feelings. You know, how often did your parents say things like, oh, you better stop it or you're going to make me angry. You're driving me crazy. You, you make me miserable. You know, um, oh, you're making me so happy. Good girl, good boy, good. And obviously, like, I get that, you know, the... These are things that come out of parents' mouths. They've come out of mine, right? Um, there's a new term called good enough parenting. I've seen it several places. And, I, you know, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I read probably up to three hours a day. And that's on top of um, all my calls, my social media accounts that I run myself, creating my podcasts, my programs, and, and I'm not saying I'm so special. I'm saying that knowledge is power, right? Um, healing and healing is the most powerful thing you can do. The most powerful thing you can do for your life. There is nothing more powerful that you can do for your life than heal. Okay? Nothing. So um, anyways, good enough parenting basically says, you know what? And, and I love it because I would probably, I'm going to tell say I was a good enough parent. I was, a, I was a good parent. I was a great parent at times. Great. And other times, good enough. And so what that means is that your child feels seen, heard, loved. They're mirrored. They're validated. They feel safe. They feel secure. They know they can talk to you. They, um, you don't depend on them to meet your needs. You meet their needs. You hold them accountable. That's good enough parenting. And they, you will raise secure adults. Now, however, if you belittle them, if you're consistently, constantly criticizing them, if you are not listening to them, if you are basically... Um, speaking to them in abusive ways, if you're depending on them to take care of your emotional needs, if you're walking in and out of their life, if you are obviously abusively hitting them, um, you know, enmeshed, there's so many things. Now yeah, that's not good enough parenting and they'll probably come seek me out one day. Might be dead, but... <laughs> and I'm serious. 
Because do you realize every single person that I work up with was once them? And that's why stopping generational trauma is so important. But anyways, so what happens though is that basically we um, behave in certain ways to feel loved and to show love. And we learn to basically abandon ourselves, self-abandon. And the abandoned inner child is powerless. And that is the truth. Powerless to define itself. Powerless to defend itself. Powerless in the... It's, there's no power. It's in the hands of others. And um, I had the most... There's probably other people that have that you know they have it as badly, but severe abandoned inner child. It was so bad to live that way. There was no power. My power was in the hands of everybody else. Fearful that they were going to stomp on me and hurt me and leave me. And I would do anything not to have that happen. And then, of course, I would react um, when I felt the fear of being abandoned in several different ways. But I, I was an externalizer, not an internalizer, which there's a podcast, I believe, on, on that too. <laughs> so I try to make sure I'm giving you guys well-rounded information. So um, healing is powerful. It's the most powerful thing you can do. And um, so for my podcast listeners, I'm giving you guys 50% off of my course. Nowhere else is this offer going to be up there. Um, it, nowhere else. The course starts October, I think, 6th. Um, I'm going to put the link in the um, in the in the box, in this the comment section. Um EB50, early bird 50, EB50. Elsewhere, I'll give an early bird special for 25% off, but only podcast listeners are going to get 50 off. So, um, and it is living your highest potential and it's healing yourself. It's healing, 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 healing your life and go from just surviving to thriving. And this program is intense and I'm going to walk you through it. And the card is open now and um, the special is for the first 10 people that show up. And if you're the 11th person, you will say, sorry, this is no longer active, <laughs> this coupon, <laughs> because you're, I cut it off at 10. So... The link for the um, program is in the comment section here. Healing is powerful and it is the most powerful thing you can do for your life. There is nothing more powerful. I promise you. Click on the link. I want you to read the entire, you know, um, landing page. Basically, it's going to tell you everything you need to know. And um, there's plenty of testimonials. So many people have gone run through this program before when I run it. And it will change your life. You will have a changed life. If you have any questions about that, you could email me. Um, Heather at heathercatherinecarter.com. You can go to my website. 
Um, you can also send a message through there. And I care. I love you. I want you to live up to your highest potential. I want you to live the life that you deserve to live. And you can't do it with beliefs that do not coincide with the things you desire. You cannot do it with when you have an inner child that is just fearful and hurt. And um, because every choice is made based on the that ego, inner child, automatic negative thought, the feelings, all of it. If you have any questions, let me know. Thank you so much for tuning in to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship has begins with you. And don't forget the first 10. That's it. EB50. Bye-bye. Until next time.